This program is made possible by Bible Way Media, overseen by the Uliga Church of Christ in Uliga, Oklahoma. You are listening to Diligent Teacher with my mom, Lisa Ol. Hello, ladies. Thank you for tuning in to the Diligent Teacher podcast today. I'm your host, Lisa Earl. For today's podcast, we are going to take the next few moments to think about prayer, what it is, and what it isn't. In Matthew 6, Jesus, in his Sermon on the Mount, teaches us how to pray. But before that, he says a few choice words that we need to think about when we pray. We'll start in verse 5. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore do not be like them, for your Father knows the things that you have need of before you ask Him. Jesus begins by saying to not be like the hypocrites. Hypocrisy is the false assumption or appearance of virtue or religion. It is someone who acts like they are righteous in order to keep up appearances, but really they are not. And what does Jesus say the hypocrites do? They love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the street in order to be seen by men. They do it to draw attention to themselves, not to use prayer as an avenue to speak to God. And remember, Jesus also says that they will have their reward. Their actions and our own actions determine their consequences or rewards, or our own consequences or rewards. Now, in verse 6, Jesus goes on to tell us how we are to pray. He says to go into your room and shut the door. We are to pray in secret, meaning we are not to be praying in order for people to see what we are doing. Will they sometimes see? Yes, we pray before meals, whether that is in our homes or at restaurants. If we are in public, will people see? Yes, but our attitude should not be ones that are we are drawing attention to ourselves. There is a difference between praying quietly for a table and praying loudly for all to hear. In verse 7, Jesus continues the thought by telling us to not pray using vain repetitions. My grandparents had a wooden plaque in their home before they passed that had the Boy Scouts prayer engraved into it. When they prayed, they used that prayer. They had memorized it and spouted it off without thinking. That is the wrong way to use prayer. We are not to memorize words so that we can appear to be praying. Prayer is our avenue to talk to our Heavenly Father. He wants to know our thoughts, our needs, our desires, and to simply memorize a few words is not the point of prayer, and Jesus condemns that concept here. Can we pray multiple times for the same thing? Of course, but our attitude behind that needs to be one of feeling. We need to think about what we are saying to God. We need to understand that praying for something more than once and memorizing a few lines is not the same thing. Now Jesus goes on to give us an example of prayer. And again, this is just an example. To simply memorize this prayer is not a sufficient way to talk to God. Verse 9. In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. 
Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. There are seven different aspects of prayer. Not every prayer will have all seven items. You may pray a specific prayer of repentance, or you might pray a specific prayer for friends or loved one. Those prayers might only have four of the seven aspects, or maybe just three of the seven aspects. This will depend highly on the purpose for your prayer. But with that being said, every day our prayers should generally have all seven points. We should get them all in every day. So first of all, Jesus directs his model prayer to the one he was praying to, God. He says, Our Father in heaven. This is much like writing a letter. You need to be specific about who you are praying to, especially in the light of many from different worldly religions that pray to Mary, the mother of Jesus, or Buddha, or Gandhi, or whoever they're praying to. We simply don't have examples of praying to anyone else besides God. Jesus is part of prayer in that he is our mediator. He is the one that goes between. Our prayers go through him. But again, we don't pray specifically to Jesus. The example is praying to God, so we should follow that example. The second aspect of Jesus' prayer is praise to God. Praise is showing God that you understand that he is higher than you, that he is more powerful than you, that he is greater. Jesus says that hallowed is his name. He is holy. Then he goes on to say, your kingdom come, your will be done. Nothing happens without God. His kingdom will come, no one else's. Not Caesar's, not Biden's, not Satan's. God's kingdom. Furthermore, God's will will be done. Again, not anyone else's. Can we choose not to follow God's will? Yes, to our own detriment, because God is only going to welcome those who are faithful and follow his will into heaven. Does he want us to follow his will? Of course. Is his will that the faithful will go to heaven? Yes. Is his will that the unfaithful will not go to heaven? Yes. His will will be done. The next words are, give us this day our daily bread. Jesus is asking for the care of God. We know that God promises to take care of us if we are faithful. He will fulfill our needs. We can ask for wants and desires also, but we need to keep in mind that God will say no at times because sometimes we don't know what is best for us. Jesus goes on to say, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. We all have debts that need to be paid back. Here, Debts could refer to sins. When we sin, we owe God for that sin, but can pray for forgiveness from those sins. If we are not willing to forgive others for their debts, God will not forgive us of ours. We have to have the attitude of forgiveness to get forgiveness from God. Now we come to, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. We need God to help us to say no to sins and temptations. If we lean on him and rely on him, he will help us through, and he will deliver us from Satan. Satan is always against us when we choose God. He doesn't want us to be forgiven. He wants us to be miserable like he is. Because of that, 
We need God to help us to not go into temptation and to deliver us from Satan, who is against us. A couple of other things to note that we don't see in this passage, but we have examples of elsewhere in the Bible, is that we can pray for others. Our prayers don't need to be and shouldn't be all about ourselves. If we are esteeming others better than ourselves, our prayers should reflect that. Pray for those going through difficult times. Pray for those who are facing medical problems. Pray for those who are starting new things. The list is endless of things we can pray for when thinking about others. Also, we need to tell God how thankful we are for what He has done for us. He is our Creator, and He gives us our material blessings. Thank Him for that. At the end, when our prayer is done, we also need a closing. Jesus just says Amen at the end of His model prayer. Usually we say things something along the lines of, in Jesus' name, amen, acknowledging the fact that Jesus is our intercessor. He is our mediator, and our prayers go through him to the Father. In my Bible, I keep a hand cut out of paper, and on this hand, I have written all of the aspects of prayer that I need to be reminded of. On the palm, I wrote number one, opening, and number seven, closing. And on each finger, I wrote a part of prayer. So the thumb says praise, and the index finger says confessions, and my long finger, the middle finger says um, thankfulness, the ring finger says others, and then my pinky finger says yourself. And I keep that tucked in the front of my Bible. I have a little pocket that I put it in. And this has proved to be a good reminder for me and really a good visual for others when I teach about prayer. And maybe you guys would benefit from doing the same thing. But ladies, we need to remember how important prayer is to our spiritual lives. We need to use this avenue to speak to our Heavenly Father, to tell Him of our thankfulness, our needs, our desires, our sadnesses, and our failures, and to use it for repentance. Don't ever forget that we can communicate daily with God and that we should be doing this. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen and always remember to teach them diligently. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. You can find out more about Bible Way Media at BibleWayMedia.org.